want to be to worry about the rain as soon as I'm finished here, the rain will start when you get home and then you start. <laughs>
God and his creative. God is the only one who can create. And so when it comes to the fall of man, the coming of the Messiah, and the eventual return of God, of Christ, to earth, that is his sovereign will. And it will be done. Whether I pray for God to for Christ to return or not, Sister Lorna, he's going to come back to take us home with him. So that is his sovereign will. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, my technicians, if you can pull that up, says that God accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will. Not my counsel, not your counsel, to the counsel of his will. And in Amos chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, If disaster overtakes a city, is the Lord not responsible? And so Amos does not deny that disasters have secondary causes like evil men or the devil, but he understands that Amos sees evil men and the devil submitting to God and his sovereign will, but then God is sovereign when he makes a decision to judge a nation. And this is how Moses could write in Exodus that God would harden Pharaoh's heart. Do you remember that? And then in another part of and that was in Exodus 4, verse 21. And then later saying that Pharaoh, not God, but Pharaoh hardened his own heart. God is sovereign and sometimes, therefore, when we reflect on his will, it creates a little confusion. But in, 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 in Peter, similarly, Peter could say, that Christ being handed over to the Jews and the Romans for execution was part of God's will. So even though Christ came to earth with the expressed purpose of going to the cross, then Peter was able to say, look, even whether it was it was Herod or those who would have determined by their actions, by their evil heart, whether Judas, for example, would have stepped in and because he sold him, then God's suffering will would have taken place nonetheless. But then the will of, of, of people like Judas and so on, or their situation, all played part in that process. Acts 2, verse 23, he says, This man who was handed over by the predetermined plan and for knowledge of God, you executed by nailing him to the cross at the hands of the Gentiles. And so we are observing how sometimes the mysteries and the mysterious aspects of God's will because at the same time, scripture says that God does not commit evil nor can he be blamed for evil. James 1 verse 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, 
and he himself tempts no one. And in 1 John 1 verse 5, uh, John says, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So we as his creatures are to be blamed for their sins and not Almighty God. However, Scripture does say that God controls evil and evil events in such a way that he can be said to cause them, as in the case of God hardening Pharaoh's heart. And so we have this type of paradox. But we as God's children must understand that this is a mystery to us. But to God, it is no mystery at all. And finite people like ourselves cannot fully comprehend an infinite God. What he has revealed about himself, we must believe it to be so. We have to conclude that it is so and not be drawn away into thinking that God is operating from a position of confusion. And this is true with other mysteries like the Trinity and the full humanity and the deity of Christ. Though we may not fully understand them, we must accept them as his subjects. If we reject what the Bible says and what Christ is saying, and twist these mysteries to suit ourselves, then we will be at our own peril. We do it at our own peril. We do this because of a finite position which we are coming from, but God is sovereign. So the doctrine of God's sovereign will is always taught in such a way as to give believers comfort because we know that our God is in control. We know that evil people are not in control. Though it appear for a time that things are getting out of hand, though it appears at times that the gun, uh, the parking of the gun and communities and evil men are in complete control, the truth is that they are not. But God is in control. Satan is not in control. Brothers and sisters, neither are we in control of our God. For God is sovereign. And the will of God will always be accomplished. His suffering will, will always be accomplished. Brothers and sisters, even if we as individuals, we must understand that God is in control and he works all events and all situations, even the sins of his creatures, the sins of the people, he works it for the good of his people and in accordance with his will. In other words, God's sovereign will cannot be derailed by evil men. His sovereign will cannot be derailed by people doing things that are wrong. What God does is able.
Hallelujah. So without accepting the reality of God's sovereign will, we will become anxious and angry and unforgiving. If any time as a people we get to a place where we are not understanding that God's suffering will will be accomplished, we're going to become confused, we're going to become angry, we're going to look at the wickedness around us, and we're going to look at and begin to wonder if there's a God, we're going to wonder if we're going to be consumed, we're going to wonder if God is going to come back to take us home with him. We will become, as it were, anxious. And when we see evil operating among us, we will choose not to forgive. We will choose or to, to take up vengeance on our part and say we must we must make all things right. But we must always we understand that God is sovereign. And evil will not overrule the suffering will of God. That heaven and this earth shall pass away. And a new heaven and a new earth will be ushered in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis 6 verse 20. When Joseph looked at the evil of his brothers and what they had done to him. You remember the story of they sold him. They first put him into the pit and then they sold him all to the trade, to the slave traders that were passing. And what came out in Egypt, in prison, and yet eventually becoming the ruler second only to Pharaoh. And when his brothers came down to Egypt and thought that surely Joseph was going to uh, take revenge of his response in Genesis 50 and verse 20. As for you who placed me in the pit, you meant it to harm me, but God intended it for a good purpose so he could preserve the lives of many people as you can see today. Awesome God. He could forgive his brothers because he saw God as being in control and using it for his divine good. And this is one aspect of God's suffering will that we have got to understand Evil can derail God before it really he uses it to be part and parcel of the outcome of what he desires. Hallelujah. As we reflect and pause, how do you reconcile God's suffering will, therefore, with the free will of others? And there are many questions. And later this month, I don't want to weary us this morning since it's raining, but we're going to flesh some of these out of during this month. And then secondly, we talk about God's sovereign will, but we're going to also talk about the God's ethical or that which is his perceived will. In other words, when God says, I desire that all men should be saved, it is my will that all men should be saved. But we know that all men will not be saved. But God's will, he wants.
hearts. That's what he desires. That's what we call his ethical will. This is what we see in the commands of scripture. Repent and believe in the gospel. And so his desire is that we all should repent. Mark 1 verse 15. That's his desire. That's his ethical will. That we all should repent. That we all should come and believe the gospel. That is what is God's perceived will. What he desires for us to happen in the earth. He also in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 22. He said flee from all appearance of evil. God's will is that human beings, his creation, would not touch evil. That we should run from it. But alas, there are those who are going to love darkness and are going to love to do evil over that which is good. He says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. But even though God is saying, my will is that we should not partake in sexual immorality, then there are those who will always go along that path. He says in Matthew 12, verse 30 and 31, Love the Lord with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. Isn't that what we all want? Is that what God wants for us? It is also what all of us want because there will be no evil in the land. There will be no murderers. There will be no stealing. There will be all goodness around us. But alas, these will not happen until his kingdom is fully come. And so, brothers and sisters, it is this aspect of God's will that is not always done. It is not always done. He desires it. He wants it to happen. But it's not always done because it takes something on our part to make it happen also. People reject the gospel. We see that every day. They enjoy evil conversation. They enjoy evil entertainment. They enjoy evil thoughts. People pursue sexual immorality instead of fleeing from it. God's perceived will is not always done. In fact, since Satan is the ruler of this world, the opposite is commonly done instead. We see evil moving through the land and we see people choosing to do exactly opposite what God's will is for human beings. They go in the opposite direction. But God wanted for us to go in the direction that he has ordained for us. And thirdly, we observe not only his sovereign will, which we have no control over, not only is his ethical will looking at the things which he wants for us to happen, but God's will of desire is also the third one I want to touch on this morning before we wrap up. He says in Luke 13, verse 34, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you, 
How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would have none of it. He said, I desire, oh Jerusalem, to treat you in a particular way. But by your stubborn will, you have moved in another direction. God's desire for Jamaica is that all of Jamaica should be saved. That is God's desire and will that we all come to know him. But as a country, that's not what we want. Then rather darkness to light. God repeatedly sent prophets to Jerusalem. He sent the son to preach repentance and to do miracles before them. However, they still rejected God. Oh, there are many preaching and preachers who have come to Jamaica and in our communities. But no, the majority of people will reject God. Of course, this verse that I want to look at, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some regard slowness, but I speak patient towards you, because he does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know that in the same way that God is seeking to make his will come into earth to each and every one, but then we who are his creation and his creative orders, we have got to line up and partner with him. And that's why it is critical, it's important that we understand not only God's sovereign will, not only his ethical will, not only his desired will, so that those who come to faith in him will be able to line up and be part with him in his own desires for human beings to come unto him. Brothers and sisters, some believe Christ is not going to be able to achieve all that he has designed, but let no one fool you. Oh, he's going to achieve in the end that which is to be achieved. And so, what am I saying when we understand God's will that is designed will? Then we also recognize that the importance of prayer and what praying comes alongside and does. For it is through praying, it is through praying, it is through seeking the Lord and understanding that when we call upon Him, that we are going to allow more of His desire and will to be accomplished. And so I want to underscore this morning how important it is for us to pray. The Bible says in Revelation 15 verse 15, God has chosen to establish his kingdom as well as other aspects of, of his sovereign will through the prayers of his people. In fact, God's ethical will and will of desire are at times a part of his sovereign will. But then 
we will, it is about thy will be done because we are going to come alongside him and pray his will to be done in the earth. So it says, let thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? In the earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus taught us to pray that his will be done. Hallelujah. He taught us to understand that it is important that there are going to be some people who must pray for his will to be done. And so when we observe those who are at the place where they are locked into praying for the salvation of the Newton Street community and the salvation of Jamaica, we're about to leave that we might not understand the burden that they carry, but it's an understanding that they are understanding that the will of God is must become to earth. And it is through prayer that we engage God that more of his will will be accomplished, that his kingdom will expand, that his kingdom will come in increasing measure, that those who are to be saved uh, and those who are wrapped up in sin, when we pray, we are able to release some people from prison so that God's will will be accomplished in the lives of others. So Christ prayed for God's will to be done even when it included his murder by evil men, which clearly wasn't part of God's ethical will, though it was part of his suffering will. And so it's hard to comprehend, but God uses all things to bring what is ultimately to be done, to be accomplished. Hallelujah. I know that we're going to have to go over this some more and for us to settle in our spirits. But I want for us to at least understand this morning how important when we come to faith, how critical it is to understand what is God's desired will so that we can pray this will into being. And, and, and increase those who come under his divine will of for men's lives. Brothers and sisters, God is sovereign. Christ prayed for God's will to be done, and it must be done. And though it is hard to understand, it must be recognized that in some way or another, when people don't pray, God's will is not done in some instances. And so we are understanding how important the church is, how important prayer is. In Ezekiel chapter 22, 30 and 31, and we are wrapping now, the prophet Ezekiel said, I looked for a man from among them who would repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. I want you to watch this language carefully. I sought for a man among them who would repair the wall 
and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I would want so that I would not destroy it but I found no one how important it is for us therefore to understand when we engage God in prayer when we stand with God is looking for you and I to represent his desire and will in the earth and so though evil be rampant he required a Jonah to go down to Nineveh so that a message could be shared remember his suffering will his desired will rather is that men would all come to know him but now he's seeking for to engage us as human beings that would go in and understand his desired will and stand in the gap so that others would come to faith. Is God looking for you this morning? You pray. Sorry, I'm going back to the verse. But he found none. No, not one. So I have poured my anger on them and destroyed them with the fire of my fury. I hereby repay them for what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. What would have happened, Sister Nova, if you had found a man? Hallelujah. What would have happened when we think of this region? What could have happened if we weren't praying? We might say, yes, evil has continued, yes. But think about the fury of God. Oh, Abraham said to the Lord, oh, if, I, if you can find 50, I won't destroy him. And so we are getting a sense of that God's will is that none should perish. But then evil in the land requires his people to engage God for him to exercise mercy in the hour. I hereby repay them for what they have done. It is for this reason that God commanded his people prior assignment. Because if you are a prayer, if you are an intercessor, if you have an assignment and you stay your course, you never know what is being accomplished in the realms of the spirit, in the eternal annals of God. We will never know why, why, why Elsa, what's the name of this hurricane? Why Elsa has decided to weaken, we might attribute it to whatever, but we know that there are still those who pray. And though we know at times that storms will come, but for a particular one, it might have been weakened. We don't know. We don't know at a time when God will choose to listen. It is his suffering will to listen or not to listen. It is his suffering will to heal or not to heal. We don't have any control over that. But what we have control over is to pray. Perhaps he will change and cause healing or cause a storm not to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. God says, I post watchmen on your walls. Oh, Jerusalem. They should keep what? Pray all day and all night. I want you to stay with me. We'll soon be done. 
you pray to the Lord. Don't be silent. Hallelujah. You pray to the Lord. Don't be silent. Don't allow him to rest until he reestablishes Jerusalem, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. There is something happening when God's people pray concerning his will. And so even as he has burdened some to continually pray for the nation of Israel, I believe that he has burdened some of us to continue to pray for the community of Newton Street and to pray for Jamaica. Hallelujah. And however, when Satan rebelled against God and whatever he's choosing to do, we know that God still has the answer. God still places burdens on people to pray. And I want for you not to become weary in well-doing. Praying for our friends. Praying for the family. Let us continue to pray. Pray for members to be saved. Pray for God to raise up people to go into the harvest. Pray for the, those who have walked away from faith to be restored. We must be sensitive to these burdens. For this is how God's will gets done in the earth. Hallelujah. And so I challenge us this morning as we begin to understand God's will. As you join us online, I want for you to know how important it is for his will to be done. That he wants us to partner with him in making it happen. Will you pray? Will you choose to continue with the burden he has placed on your heart. Will you understand that yes, we understand his suffering will. We understand his ethical or perceived will. But we're also understanding that there's his desired will. And it is his desired will that we are being called upon to partner with him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Bow your heads with me.